0: All right, welcome to the Utility Podcast, episode six, presented by uh, Big Hug Studio. My name is Jeff. This is Bernardo. And today we're here with the amazing photographer, Christopher Shin. He's a prolific, prolific photographer. Um, he has a bunch of work available, actually, not that many pieces available, but one on Super Rare. He has work on Foundation and OpenSea. And I just counted, I think he said 31 secondary sales, which is very impressive.
1: So welcome. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. So welcome, Chris. Um, So today's podcast, we are going to talk about um, some some drops from some people. Well, not only, only drops, but some collections that are selling. Because today's podcast, we are going to talk about a lot about secondary sales. And we have one of the masters of the secondary sales. So Christopher is here. So we are going to talk about a few collections that we've seen that in the past week or the past weeks have been selling and try to understand if this is a trend, is the bear market for NFT photography ending or is just a few people? So that's what we are going to talk about this this week. Um, Keep in mind
0: none of this is financial advice or art advice we're just talking about nft photography and because we like it and uh yeah everything here can be risky and you can lose all your money so don't do it
1: (laughs) yes so on losing money um how was this week i'm gonna tell you this week as it was very bad for me as well (laughs) really i i (laughs) you know what though you don't wear it
0: as, as much as i do but uh, so congratulations for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that this past week was the week that you have to pay taxes here in England.
0: Oh. So that's never fun. <clears throat> it was
1: fun. It was super fun. England does their so, taxes
0: in the middle of the year.
1: Yeah, for self-employed, you you have to pay t- like twice. Ugh, like brutal. end of June. Actually, I think it's end of July, but I paid already because I made, <laughs> made the mistake. What I think is end of end of January, end of July. But I paid my taxes this week, so it was fun. And Christopher, any what did you do this past week?
2: Uh, this past week, I have had some family in town from the Bay Area um, for the Fourth of July, which didn't really feel like it was worth celebrating this year for a multitude of reasons. But uh, saw some fireworks, spent some time by the water um got to see my niece and nephew which is great and kind of show my family around a little, little bit more of washington than just the city of seattle which is really fun and took the opportunity to shoot some more photos while I was out and about as well so it's always a always a plus to kind of like disconnect from twitter and get out there with the camera and kind of give your brain a little bit of a break so yeah we've been lucky with some nice weather up here in seattle which is kind of rare so yeah just been enjoying enjoying everything that the area has to offer so it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah, I'm always wondering like when people shoot photos. Like all these NFT photographers who are on Twitter all the time, I'm like, when are you shooting? Like you're always on Twitter. <laughs> so
2: Twitter. We have a lot of ba- a lot of backlogs. Um it's just kind of how I started in this space I had a lot of stuff that I had shot for years that hadn't really seen the light of day, um, considering my Instagram presence still doesn't really exist for the most part. So having people that actually cared. And being in the middle of the pandemic kind of gave myself and a lot of other people time to like dive into our hard drives and like revisit photos and edit in a new style than we did a couple of years ago and kind of bring old things back to life and share it, which I think was really good for a lot of us. But also I think we hit that point where like, all right, I'm out of things that I shot in the past that I'm happy with. Now I need to get out and create more, which is kind of where I found my balance, which is really helpful. That's cool.
1: Um yeah, and and this week I have to say as well, I've been in Texas. So I've been collecting another blockchain and it's been quite fun. So hello to our new followers from Texas. It's going to be you one or two, probably. <laughs> but hello. And and Christopher, I didn't know you were from Seattle. You know, all, all my yeah. favorite bands, all my favorite bands are from there. Like nice. I've never been. Never been to those parts of United States. Ah, once again, congratulations, you guys, for the Fourth of July for you two Americans here. No, don't, uh, don't congratulate It's not this year. Yeah, this year
0: it's, it's been a so fucked
2: up. it's a it's a bullshit holiday most years, but this year it just feels even shittier. So,
0: yeah, usually I'm like I'm okay, I'll celebrate it, but like this year I was at a fucking parade, and I was like, Ugh. this is
1: stupid. Like, why am I here? Yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll. What is how old is the United States? No, who cares <laughs> too old
2: to be doing shit the way we're doing to back like adults, yeah, oh it's like it, i
0: Bernardo, <laughs> it's really bad over here like it, you can it's like you're watching your your country crumble. It's terrible,
1: mate, my country yeah. has been around for eight hundred years it's 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 part of the of the process. we you go up and down <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right right, let's get get the better let's go back yes so let's go and talk a little bit about photography so jeff do you want to start yeah 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 so
0: um i mean the first subject i'm really excited about because i've been talking to tj Thorne for a really long time um i just (coughs) recently with the big hugs uh collection collected something from his ebb and flow um collection which, classic, yeah, is classic and it's like the same, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's the same era, but it's a similar time frame to when maybe you put out By Way of Water, is that true?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, kind of early on, um, yeah, yeah, before the collection stuff went crazy, I know TJ was one of the first to really make a lot of noise
0: yeah he's been around for a long time and he's like the way he the way he markets himself I like I think I appreciate it more than anything and something I mean his photography is fantastic but the way he markets himself I appreciate and the something he said to me last night I was asking him like I was like so it's really cool that you sold out your new collection by the way we're talking about his new collection I'm sorry should I should clarify things it's called uh Urban Archetypes. And he's just sold it out. Actually, that's not true. It's very close to selling it out. No, it ended. So it's sold out. Um,
1: congrats, like, DJ.
0: Yeah, congrats, man. Uh, I was like, well, how did you find these collectors? And, you know, he's like, well, a lot of it was like, these came in first, and he bought one, and then he blasted it. And so that always helps. But yeah, the, you know, yeah, that's huge. But like, the other thing he's like, the other thing is, is I don't go and I try to hit people up all the time to like, look at my stuff. He's like, I just am here to make a bunch of friends. And then I hope that those friends remember, Is I, I can't, I'm going to mess up the quote, but it was like, it was something like, I hope those friends remember me when I like, when I put something out. And I was like, oh, that's like the best way to market, which is cool because you don't, you're not disappointed because you've got a bunch of friends, <laughs> you know? Totally. Um, yeah, I think. The only thing I wanted to say about this, you know, and, um, and I'll hand it to you, um, you guys, is this reminds me of the everything reminds me of generative art. Sorry, but this reminds no, me no, of it um, is. one of the best drops on Art Blocks by a guy named I can't pronounce his first name. It's like Kinj Golid. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Archetypes. Archetypes, yep. and it's like one of my favorite generative drops. And when he started putting these out. I was like, oh, these are very cool. And the other thing I thought was very cool is that I think he shot all these during NFT NYC, which is like,
1: what a badass. That's crazy. Anyways, what do you guys think? Bernardo. <clears throat> no, I think, yeah. So I didn't know his work until you mentioned here on the podcast, whenever you mentioned that he had put um, a collection about of 100 photos about um, waves or raindrops, or something like that. Rivers, um, yeah. rivers, water. Um, so I didn't know him because I, I came a little bit late to the to the space. And whenever I went to see the the collection, I was like, okay, this is different. And and now um, this, he seems like he is a master of the abstract abstract photography. That is something that is not very. It, it there's not a lot of people that do it. And. I think he did this collection amazingly because as you said, it's super similar to GenArt and GenArt is something that I think most of people that are in Web3 are used to see because it's one art that you can flip. So not only you are are collecting something that you like, there's enough liquidity to, to be able to flip these things. So whenever I look at this, it's super, super similar to to those kind of of works works of art from other artists that there's nothing to do with photography, so I think this was a great bridge to bring other people well to to this. I think other it, it's the collect the, the collectors that collected this this work. It's not people that I normally see, and I think we have a um, a collector that I'm seeing more and more. Fungi Hall or something like that. Fungible. I think is it's quite. I think is somewhere in there yeah fungible fungible it's like fungible yeah yeah <clears throat> i get it has he been around for long i i because i have just seen him now um yeah fun fungible's been this, around uh, yeah so it's just me um <laughs> but i think chris, this for? this kind of
0: what do you think chris chris
2: i like the pieces a lot i actually collected a piece from TJ, I think last week when he dropped another new drop, um, which is great because I, I wasn't really in the position to collect, um, ebb and flow at the time. Um, I didn't get in on this kind of generative looking, the digital archetype drop, um, or the urban archetypes, but I don't know. I love seeing photographers do something that's not expected from them. And I feel like TJ is really good at doing things that are still within his realm of being abstract but they're not he's not trying to like continue to push like the ebb and flow water theme or stick to like an outdoor nature theme but kind of doing different things which i can appreciate and i know tj is a great photographer and he works really hard and he's one of those people that doesn't spend all of his time on twitter trying to like market things but he actually gets out and and shoots and does trips out to like death valley with some other photographers that i've seen and it just sounds like he's a great dude so yeah i'm really happy to have that pc I've pulled up jeff um yeah i vibe with it because i love minimalism and it feels like it's got a real kind of eerie creepy vibe to it um but yeah I, I was just excited to get out on the drop so he yeah he just a... put out a lot of new work in the last couple of weeks
0: <laughs> yeah he still has a bunch of stuff available from the other drop called <clears> i forget what it's called here
2: an anyway. immense place
0: Yep. Figments of place. Yep. Well, congrats to TJ. And uh,
1: yeah, it's a good job. Good yes. <clears throat>
2: Love, TJ. Excuse me.
1: So the other person that we wanted to speak about, and this is one of my favorites, is Samantha Cavet. Cave. I don't know how yep, we pronounce fine. it. Yeah, I think she's from Venezuela, so it would be Cavet. I'm assuming so she has been selling so she's a she's a photographer that has a few edition a few editions in open and she has a collection that has been in the super rare for a long long time and is one of my favorite photos that i always um for months it's one of my favorite photos that one that you are putting and the other one that was sold recently and r- recently people have been buying her work that she priced so it was it's in another tier of the things that i buy but and she's she's selling a lot of this so all the editions were sold out and she already has secondary on the edition she has i've seen that sashaku has bought like one for or sold for one eth whenever the first time the 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 edition was at 0.2 so she has secondary on the editions. And now she has this one once that she had it for a long time on super rare selling. And as you can see in the screen, those photos are are super, super enigmatic and super. I know. I don't know. I love I love that painting, um, painting lookalike photo. I don't know how she does that, but it's it's super original and an and amazing. Christopher, is that post production stuff?
2: I think so. I'm looking at like the, the hashtags that she put on one of her photos and I see hashtag painterly. And I'm wondering if that's like a program for post-production, but yeah, it looks like took a photo and kind of turned it into a painting, which I think is really creative because a lot of photography works well as a photograph, but then if you see it almost as like a different medium, it kind of brings this whole other energy to it. And I feel like that really suits these images really, really well.
0: Um, I'm wondering, do you think, oh, well, this one doesn't, I mean, I usually don't like shots of people from behind it just for some reason drives me crazy, but these work for some reason in my mind. And I don't know. Do you think that, um, anyways, aside from that, do you think Chris, that, do you think that the thing that I thought was stupid, which is additions is what, is driving this kind of recent push in purchases because it feels like the people who are selling additions are also getting those bigger sales now
2: i think if you have work that's been potentially sitting for a little bit and you want to try and make some noise around your name additions are a decent way to go about that as long as you're pricing them in a manner that makes sense like if you I always tell people like if you've never sold a piece anywhere for 2.5 ETH, your additions shouldn't add up to 2.5 ETH because someone could just go buy a one of one from you instead of buying one fiftieth of this edition for 0. 0.5 or whatever it may be. So I know there's a lot of photographers that have made decent sales on Foundation or OpenSea, and then they turn around and want to put out an edition that like FAR exceeds anything they've ever made. And then they're disappointed by the results of that. So I think it is a good tool if you want to try and get some buzzer on your name and get some people like sharing your work and talking about your work without, you know, having to sell like a one-of-one one for 80, you know, for example. So I think it is a tool that can help fuel that one-of-one one market if it's done the right way. But I don't know if everyone is necessarily doing it the right way. And I think that's where the expectations <laughs> versus reality kind of to a head and then people get frustrated. But like we're seeing kind of like with Grant Young or Grant Yoon, like you kind of see the additions start to take off when you see like his one of one selling for like 2042 ETH or whatever. It's like, oh, I could go get an addition if this for you know 0. 0.5 ETH and now it's already up to almost like a 1.5 floor. Like that's yeah you're kind of seeing that kind of they're playing off of each other where i can't afford one of his one of ones but i can't afford an addition that as long as he keeps the trajectory is going to continue to see itself rise over time so do you want to? i think they do they do play off each other
0: do you want to call out specific people who are doing it the wrong way (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't, um, I, I've had, <laughs> I've had conversations with people where, you know, I won't tell them straight up, like you're doing this wrong, but this is, you know, I'll kind of present what I just presented to you. Like, I think like, if you've never sold a piece for one ETH, why would your additions surpass one ETH? Cause yeah. I'd rather go spend one ETH on one of your one of ones than be a part of something that's going to be an addition that isn't going to meet that, you know, it's kind of like. I don't know. It, it's, it depends if people are really privy to what the artist has done versus just like blindly spending on additions, you know? Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Do you, I really, I, about this specific photographer, this is someone who I haven't really been exposed to yet. And so I am kind of in love with what she's bringing emotionally to the, to the photos. There's like, this real like warmth that comes along with whatever she's doing in post to these, and the shots themselves are are fantastic. So I
1: yeah, I what I think is, although she's she's maybe doing doing this post production to 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 do like a painting to, not all the photos would be good to do this for sure. You know, it's it's for sure is well, Chris, you can tell us for sure is not easy to find like a composition or a theme to be able to do what she does
2: that's true i mean i I, there is a lot of like i see a lot of minimalism in these two like specifically between reality and imagination that sold for 80 um five days ago like that picture is minimalistic but it also has a lot of color going on in it as well there's like a nice like warm almost like salmon color that fades into kind of like a baby blue green with that really distinct like sky blue and i feel like that palette works so well to look like a painting but the minimalism aspect of it too like this would have looked great as just a regular photo so i think that's where it kind of bridges those two gaps and is getting you know i don't think a traditional like digital art collector in the nft space is absolutely going to go like ape shit for this kind of stuff but someone who loves photography and digital art and painting can probably find Multiple things in these kind of pieces that they gravitate towards, which I think is why we're seeing Samantha kill it. You know, like I've been seeing her name everywhere, and it's well
1: deserved. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Samantha.
2: Yes, Congrats,
1: yeah. I would, Samantha,
0: I would buy if it was a little cheaper. I'm, I'm so cheap. Um, but
1: I love. Yeah, <laughs> I think she should do an edition. Anyways, she's done it. She's done it. Four editions, sold out everything. oh uh, well, there I go no floor price
2: either i don't think any of them are listed
1: yeah i was gonna say i don't i don't see them i think i think it was otc only those those cells of of the editions were otc Mm. wow so speaking
0: of someone else who has recently done an edition and then has gotten some attention to his bigger pieces um the next person we're going to talk about is ben zank one of my favorite people to get a reaction from <laughs> like whenever i'm like whenever i'm angry whenever someone does something silly or whenever somebody publicly humiliates themselves on twitter i immediately jump into vin zang's like dms and i'm like what do you think <laughs> Because he has like <laughs> the most amazing reactions to everything. Uh, I love. That. I just think um, uh, there's something about Ben that's like so New York to his core. And like, I don't even know if he's from New York, but like someone who will immediately give you the 100% true reaction of what they're thinking is like, for me, it's like candy. It's like, I love those people. So. Um, so anyways, yeah, he just recently dropped. I think 86, no, 83, I'm going to get this wrong, um, one of ones to all of his previous collectors. And then he sold off, he's selling off the other of, geez, math, like 17 or something like that. I'm probably getting that completely wrong, but um, he did that a few, like last week and then he, um, immediately i mean this isn't going to work every time guys but he immediately got i think three sales which i was impressed with it just got me thinking i was like well maybe this is i mean i love his work you know it's just so absurd and like color thematic and i love it but it got me thinking so good yeah it got me thinking you know these things that i underestimated which are one of ones like i've always kind of disliked them i've always never really wanted to collect them but I'm like i don't know maybe they are more and more like a tool to you know get people's attention and get people get eyes back on this on the work that you have outstanding what are your uh oh here we go fungible again right here i think he just collected this um so yeah he sold three um super rare drops in the last week i think so what do you guys think i don't know am i wrong about this is this just certain people or
1: Chris, I would like to hear your opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've to be fair, I've loved Ben's work since I saw it on Twitter, which was probably <clears> months, <throat> months ago. And he did a he did a collaborative collection with Brooke Donata D Donato as well. And I mm-hmm. was able to collect one of her pieces not too long ago, but I haven't ever really been able to afford Ben's work until the edition, um, Bethel's, which I think he minted. Let's see about a week ago. Um, but again, like it, it it's this like addition thing where you get enough people buzzing about a piece of work that like to Ben's credit, he's very consistent in the way that his photos make you stop and look at them and kind of like question what you're seeing. Cause they're, they're fun. They're different. Um, they're called like the color palettes he uses, I think are really nice. And like this addition, like it's a redheaded girl with her head in some like very dark gray sand and like her skin tone and her hair color pop off the gray sand so well that it gets your attention. And if you're just seeing this edition, you might think to yourself like, oh, let me click this guy's like link fire, like your link tree and see what other work he has on the blockchain. And then you come across a super rare and you have the budget and you buy this one of one, I feel like that correlation and that, that journey as a collector is very, very likely, you know, like you do not want the edition, you might want a one of one, but all of his work i think this could be a one of one on super that sold for however much he's selling for and it would make total sense so um i kind of see additions almost as like a sampler like hey you may have never seen my work before here's an easy entry point and like if you want to dig deeper i have more other work on the blockchain that's a little more expensive but if you believe in it and you love it like the options there for you to spend a little more on a one-of-one if you want it so I think Ben did a great job with the addition. I was super stoked to see something I could afford from him. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, um, I I love I lo- I love Ben um, as well. I love I love to speak with him. i I remember like a, a few months ago, whenever he sent me a video of him with a with a, with a camera and a bunch of tools, <laughs> and then he said, "You guys want builders here in Web three? I'm a builder now." And i was like oh. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so it's completely, so yeah it was completely because i didn't i barely talked with him before and it was so unexpected and so fun uh i love him and i think yeah the, the same thing i that i've felt with samantha whenever she drops the editions i think a lot of people will will feel the same with with ben is that these editions is is a way of people getting something from the artist that they love and and i think this this picture of the edition is is amazing as all the other stuff he has and it was nice to see the um, the backstage of the last photo that he's done like um he had a photo and i i've noticed that he uses a lot of yellow for the, the 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 walks and and i can see that he changed he changed Every, uh, the the white from the streets to yellow so it's nice to see these these little bits of of things that us at least me as uh, not an artist i don't i don't really um have my head around all the things that you can you guys can do in post production to make everything better and to have a contrast on the on the colors and everything so i think ben is 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 loved by well the said. by twitter
0: I do want to give some shit to Ben because he was very vocally against additions for a long time and he like would we'll talk see. about it loudly everywhere and then he like did an addition and called it a money grab so you
2: know. Yeah, I got to just follow up on that too and just kind of piggyback what you said Jeff. Like Ben is someone who on a timeline that a lot of times will have a lot of what people call like toxic positivity like you could always depend on Ben to like put a take out there that's just like this shit's whack and you're like cool like someone's like someone's keeping it real and they're not afraid to do it and I I love that because I'm I'm no stranger to spicy takes from time to time and I know that sometimes it's necessary so I love yeah. Ben for that and I love his artwork so shout out to Ben
0: good fun we'll have him on someday yeah so once again
1: we have another another artist that has been selling a lot since he put it an edition as well so can we say can we say chris that the bear market is gone or is just for a few uh, pristine artists on the space
2: i think it's for the pristine artists to be honest like i i think it's funny when someone sells a piece for like 40 eth on super rare and it's like it's one of one season and i was like I must be in a different climate then because it's, (laughs) it's sure as hell isn't one of one season on my end and for a lot of other people. But I guess if you have a sale, it's one of one season for you, but I don't know, man, you see a lot of people now, I think are making, they're making those plays for artists that are defined, that do have a sales history and that, you know, they have a good collector base and they've grown their value. And I, I don't think that's anything to be jealous of, or look at kind of like, I don't know, from a point of view, like I could never get there because I think those artists did really put in a lot of time, whether it was on web three or web two, to get to the point they're at today. And they didn't just show up and start making 40 ETH on super rare foundation or wherever they're selling. Like it took a lot of time. So um, I don't think it's one of one season for everybody, but I am happy for those that are still continuing to see that success. Cause I do feel like, you know, they've all earned it one way or another.
1: So better market it is jeff <laughs> sorry man it's, sorry. i mean it's
0: <laughs> it still feels like yeah. a bear market to me so i wasn't i wasn't gonna say yes either
1: all right so another another collection that we wanted to speak about and this one is very special for us because this collection it was a collection that was um uh, shown to us in the discord from big Hugs. Uh, and we are always saying guys go to big Hugs, uh, discord Hang with us. We are a bunch of people there. We already a few. We have very good conversations. All the conversations that we are having here, we have it there. We have like good questions and good debates in there. And Tobias was one of the photographer, photographers that is in our Discord, and we have a channel in there for people to put the, their photography. So we've noticed that with um, this collection from Tobias. This means that we are not going to say to everyone that puts it there. But time to time we will try to go to our to our channel and bring something. And this is a collection from Tobias, I think from I wanted to say Kenya, but I forgot. No. I read that before. No, it's Uganda. Uh, uh, Uganda. They're in the Uganda. Yeah. Uganda. So it, it is a, a collection about a small fight club, a small gym of boxers in Uganda. And how different generations go to that place to be able to learn how to box, but not only that, to have all different kinds of uh, life uh, teachings. And I think he spent a few days in there, and I think that the photos are 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 amazing and unbelievable. Um, they are really beautiful photos. They they have a kind of a sentimentalism behind it. You can you can see. You can see the emotion behind those photos. And I wanted to congratulate Tobias. I think Big Uggs bought one photo, Jeff. Correct? We did. Yeah, we got um, I well, to be fair, you were the one that gave me gave me the
0: heads up on this. But I grabbed this one because I love this kid's um I love this kid's shirt. And I love this kid's like stare, which is kind of awesome. He's like, you know, kind of not challenging you for a fight.
1: Yeah so yeah, um tobias congratulations i think since since we spoke about it or since we collected i think he sold four more
0: yeah i think Anna Kondo so, came in grabbed a few which is awesome she's always supporting everybody which i appreciate and, and i also... think
1: grayson i think as well he told me oh, nice. i think he bought or he told me he came to me and said that this was a very very good uh collection uh, chris did you know about this collection
2: no, I, this is the first time I've seen it. And I, I love, like, I love seeing work from artists that I haven't seen before. Cause it's so easy to get stuck in like an echo chamber on Twitter. So, um, I've been going through as Jeff has and pulling up, like there's some of these photos are great at kind of like setting the scene and adding context, but then you have these like bold, like portraits of these kids, just like staring straight at you into the camera. And it's like, man, like you, you feel. You either feel like the intensity or you feel the exhaustion, like piece number 21, like this guy just looks absolutely covered and drenched in sweat. So I like, I feel that exhaustion, but then there's other pieces where it's like, man, you would never want to try and fight this kid. He would totally just like (laughs) ruin your life. So I love the intensity and the rawness in these photos. And it's like I said, it's really fun to come across work that I haven't seen before, because the algorithm on Twitter has been absolutely brutal just showing the same things over and over again so this is great yeah
0: Yeah, i agree like digging digging for new artists for me is like one of the most rewarding things and it's the thing i do when i get a little like when i get a bit down on the space is i'll try to find someone not necessarily price-wise that's selling low but like somebody who i've never noticed before or what i'll do is i'll just look at the last like you know, 30 people who followed me. And I'm like, who are these people? You know, who are, yeah, who, who are these people just poking their head in? So, and then I'll look at their collections. So I'm like, geez, like, why am I not seeing any of this stuff? So, this photo right here for me is like, I think it's one of the best of the collection. They got this guy behind him, like, out of focus. I, I just think it's great. It's, oh, of course, crypto guy.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> Eric. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Eric is always shot. ahead ahead of time uh, ahead of us
0: yeah (laughs) but this is a great collection i think it's the price point is kind of ridiculously cheap um i mean not you know not to put put that price down it's just it's a good price but it's like very collectible and it's something that i can do easily with uh with the big hugs collection so i was excited to get one and so thanks for the heads up bernardo
1: Oh no, um it was the guys in discord that told me about it and i just passed the message I
2: could totally envision this body of work as a like an in real life gallery showing too. Like I feel like all these photos would look so well framed in kind of like a a minimalist gallery, and just kind of I feel like all the photos tell a pretty cohesive story through twenty five images, which is really impressive.
1: Yeah, just a quick question to you, Christopher. Whenever I see (laughs) these kind of collections where you can straight away. Well, if I'm going to say something that is not true, please let me know. But whenever I see these these collections that I think there are some photos that are more powerful than others, and seems like some of them, some of the photos are to make a continuation of the story to other photos. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if it was a photo book, Mm -hmm. Um, are you do you think the pricing of this should be always the same or the ones that we feel that are the strong ones can can be will be priced differently
2: i think like i think it's like the psychology of a collector having been someone who's collected a lot of photography myself like i i like to see an even playing field because if you're pricing a piece at 0.15 but then you have another piece that's 0.35 To me, that's you saying this photo is not worth this much. Whereas if you're putting all these photos out on one playing field, you're kind of saying like, this is a larger body of work. You're collecting a piece of it. And so is the next person, the next person, but you're all getting this piece of a bigger picture. And that's to me where I like to see things kind of on an even playing field, especially with collections. Like if you want to just do. One of ones and put them at a different price points based on you know whatever weight you think they carry like by all means i think that's perfectly acceptable but i've never loved collections that have like a price for from like 0.15 to like 0.6 it's just like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me but that's you know just my personal view on it
0: jeff i knew well, i was gonna say bernardo this sounds like you basically you're always complaining about any price differences I don't know. I. It's hard because, like, when I look through a series, and if it's a big series and it looks like a book, essentially, there are going to be things that I'm drawn to, and that's not specifically that last collection. Like, almost every giant collection that's like thematic and has—I mean, even your By Way of Water. There's there's certain ones that I'm way more drawn to than others. For me, it's (laughs) the people in it because I'm just a people person. so yeah, and it, it's it's not me saying this is worth more, but it's me saying it's worth more to me. So like I'm gonna be exactly. I immediately grabbed that one with the guy, the little kid with the shirt on, because I was like, that's me. Like this is the photo that I connect with the most. But the ones of the kids like action boxing, I'm like, I don't know. Like if it was really popular, and I like had to get a piece of it, I would do it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cherish it as much as if I got like the the rare one or whatever the one that I consider to be rare because it's weird, you know. It's like it's not PFPs, you know. One of them's not gold or like has a diamond hat on or whatever. Like, (laughs) they, you know.
2: So none of these kids have rainbow fur. None of these kids are GMT fur.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you know, but there's rares in my mind where I'm like, there's one by way of water one of them is number 37 that i'm like that's that's one of them that i like a lot there's that one that you showed me oh i mean number 88 is another one of my favorites but that's not a person you know it's just like there's favorites so i don't know i don't think you should change the price on it though but that leads into yeah. let's that leads into you know our conversation about what you've been up to and what you've been up to this last year like let's talk about that sure um, I mean, specifically, let's talk about by way of water, there's probably a pretty good story behind it, or not.
2: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a it's kind of like a multifaceted thing for me. Um, having lived in the Bay Area for thirty years and then making the move to Seattle during the pandemic, the ferries were, I mean, first and foremost, it was a major vessel for me to be able to go see my family because they do live across the Puget Sound on Bainbridge Island. So every time I go to see them, the fairs would be involved. Um, so there's a strong element of family in the collection. It's kind of the underlying purpose of it. Um, I started shooting on a camera that belonged to my dad who passed when I was 18 and my mom had this Canon AE-1 35 millimeter camera in her possession for years and she kind of saw me start to fall more and more into pursuing photography it's kind of like my my one and only creative outlet and she reached out one day i was like hey do you want your dad's old camera and i was just like maybe like send a picture over and it was this like mint um canon camera i was like yes absolutely and i started bringing that camera with me loaded up with film every time i got on the ferry from that point out so um you can tell there's kind of a a journey for me as a photographer throughout the collection from by way of water number no. one to by way of water 100 like there's i went from shooting 35 millimeter on this canon that belonged to my dad to shooting medium format on a mamiya 7 um, which is a amazing camera that's very expensive and, and a lot of work to get um i was lucky to get one that was in really good condition from japan and it survived the trip um out to seattle and i've been shooting with it ever since and um definitely a huge thing of family but then. There's also the aspect of being somewhere new really for the first time in my life as someone who knew California, you know, top to bottom, left to right. I knew everywhere in California, all the places to go, places to see, but coming up to Washington, I was really only familiar with Seattle having family here. So these ferries go out to, you know, San Juan Island, they go out to Orcas Island. Like they go all over the place in the Puget Sound and it's been one of the main connectors for me to be able to get out and kind of experience and explore this new place that i'm living now and to really truly get out and appreciate the beauty that washington has to offer so um i always have my camera with me on the ferry sometimes i just decide to sit in the car and enjoy the trip and relax and sometimes i get out there like yesterday and blow through like five rolls of film in like a 35 minute ferry ride so um it just kind of grabbed me as a creative outlet and just getting these film scans back and seeing the mood and the experiences that i could kind of convey to other people and kind of try and light on things other people might consider mundane has been a really fun challenge and a really fun outlet for me and it kind of just grabbed me and took control and i haven't really looked back so kind of become the fairy guy which i don't mind at all because it's a beautiful beautiful way to travel
0: i will say that Um, my, my dad also gave me a Canon
2: AE-1 when I was 16. So I like very much
0: relate to that. I still have it. It's broken, but so that's a, that's a good story.
2: Nice, man. Yeah. I think a lot of us that got into film either got into it through some sort of like family heirloom. Like I couldn't, like, I couldn't even count on my like hands and toes. How many photographers I met that like, oh yeah, this camera belonged to my dad or my grandpa. And then I started shooting film and I just like, never looked back. It's like, wow, we all have a pretty yeah similar genesis story when it comes to film none of us were like i have this great canon like mark 4 but i just decided to sell it and take a step backwards and start shooting film instead but it's like it just kind of landed in our laps and it's just yeah. this great tool to do something a little bit different than we were before it's a really beautiful great. collection and i'm like really excited thank to you part of it. yeah so, i'm i'm great. super thankful that you're in it man
1: yeah, I, I came too late for this collection. But I wanted to ask you, <laughs> did I hear it correct? You are going to try to do a photo book from this collection.
2: I am. Yeah, it's almost finished. Um, Jeff, you'll be getting a special collector's edition of it. I'm going to do, I think, a limited run of 100. Collection, um, kind of collectors
1: a- and Friends. Collectors and friends of collectors. Right? <laughs> um, Bernardo, it's going to be collectors to and fam-
2: family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm planning on doing the same book, but doing a kind of limited edition, like collectors, like with a special dust jacket, kind of different cover art, kind of thing. And I'm going to sign all the books and do all the shipping and posting and all that stuff myself here. Um, but yeah, it's almost done. It's going to be all 100 pictures from the collection plus like probably 15 to 20 other images that I felt could add some more context to the journey of taking these fairies and, uh, yeah, I'm excited. They're probably going to start going into production relatively soon. I just got the forward written by, um, Chris Burkard, who's an amazing landscape photographer and adventurer. And he's done work for Apple and done documentaries and all sorts of crazy stuff. So he's become a friend of the last few years and he was really excited to write the forward for it, which I'm really, really thankful for. So everything's coming together and yeah, hopefully production issues and supply issues aren't a huge obstacle, but I'm hoping to have them done in time to be able to send these out and get things going before the holidays. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much finished. I'm really excited about it. It's first time I've ever done anything like that. So,
1: and it was the NFTs that made that possible. Would you say?
2: Yeah. It was the web. Yeah, absolutely absolutely 100 percent. like i i started sharing these photos on instagram and and there's a certain few that obviously get a lot of love um you know by way of water number 100 probably one of my favorite photos i've ever shot um and that one has blown up on instagram a couple times but like none of this i wasn't shooting any of this work before nfts and then collections kind of came about and i'd only probably had about 20 pictures i was happy with to start the collection but from the day i minted it, i kind of put out that it was going to end up being 100 pieces so kind of gave me something to work towards and get out and shoot for which i think was really important considering like everything was pretty locked down and all of us were spending like eight hours a day on twitter so yeah um it gave me a good reason to get out of the house and go shoot and kind of like take a break from hosting spaces all the time and go work on this project. Cause I definitely, I have ADHD, so I usually need like a project, you know, something like really focus my work on and get finished before I move on to something else. So
0: can we, um, can we use this as a launch pad to talk about the work you've done, um, on the, by way of water secondary. Cause I really mm-hmm. feel like secondary is this subject that there it is. So secondary is the subject that, uh, I feel like everyone is almost nervous to touch because it's everyone wants to put out more work. Everyone wants to put out their, you know, their next their next collection, the next one of one and I and I and I think me and a lot of collectors, so maybe we're wrong, which is totally fine, but I think we are all thinking that it's when the secondary starts humming is when something becomes exponentially more valuable to us. And the examples that we have, of course, are like, you know, Justin Arasano or like Drift or like, you know, I don't know, there's a lot of them, but I think that you're one of those people that I look to also that you've done a fantastic job in in moving your own secondary and putting a lot of effort and time into talking to your collectors. And can you just tell us a little bit how like, how you go about that and what you think of it
2: yeah um gosh the secondary was something that like you said you, you don't see a lot of people really trying to like touch that and i think you know a lot of the reason that you've seen like where my vans go and put in flames have so much acclaim in the space is because they do have a massive secondary so if you are able to get lucky like I did with where my bands go and get a couple pieces at 0.25 and then see the floor jump to you know 45 yes. ETH. Granted right now like the USD value and that's not quite the same as it was a couple months ago. But true, you know, um to see a potential 140 X flip on something from a, a photograph, I feel kind of gets people's attention on the larger scope of things. And you've seen obviously with PFP projects that You know, they started a relatively low mint. Some of them get to insane floor prices like punks and apes, but photography hasn't really done that a ton. And I I think a lot of the reason for that is because like you said, people, they put work out, it sells out, they tweet like, oh, I sold out. And everyone's like, congrats. And then you never hear about it again. And that's, that's not what I want for my work. And if people aren't going to make the noise for me. I'm gonna make the noise myself. And that's where again, like we we spoke before we started the the recording about you know how I played music before I really got into photography. and it's the same thing as a musician. Like you can't just put a song out on myspace and be like, check out this song and expect everyone to like go crazy with it. You have to continuously like hit people like, hey, here's another song, Here's a show. Here's a tour. like we're we're building. We're continuing to push this thing beyond the recording. And I feel like it's the same way with these collections or one of ones even that Like, why would you want your work to just get to that point of selling out and then move on to something else, especially when there's dozens of collectors who showed their belief in you by spending their hard earned money on your photography to what, just let it sit and collect dust. Like I'm working on merch, I'm working on a photo book. Like I want to continue to push by way of water as far as it can go before it's exhausted and then it's in everyone else's hands. But being the first body of work that I've ever put out, that's really gotten attention and appreciation as a photographer, it means a lot to me. So I don't want to just put it out and leave it behind. So that's been a big driving force to the secondary. And a lot of my collectors are photographers. So the fact that I can have a friend collect my work for 0.25 and then flip it for 1.25 is great because then that photographer has liquidity to either Cash out and do something, pay the rent, buy some new gear, do whatever, or turn around and collect work from a couple more photographers and kind of keep the flow going, so that's been the coolest part to me is just seeing different photographers that believed in it early on, seeing some decent flips not too long later. So, um, and then you touched upon like getting it out, like getting the secondary moving, it's just building relationships. Like that's how it was with you, Jeff. Like we had conversations. We had a lot of conversations about this or that, but it was never just like, Hey man, like when are you going to buy into secondary? It's like, it, it got to that point eventually, but it's like that behind the scenes, taking time to like build connections outside of just wanting someone to buy your work and then hopefully you get to the place where that person vibes with your work. They see something that works for them and they're able to be a part of it, but it's not always the case. Like I've had dozens of conversations with collectors that'll never buy into this project and that's totally fine. But it's still a relationship built for whatever comes along in the future so that's a huge part of it is just being patient and taking time to build those relationships
1: so there's one thing in crypto and in mm-hmm. the in the markets that is timing in the market is better than to time the market so do you think that works for secondary so the time that you spend because you don't force the sales as he was saying. So the time that goes by all the time that goes by works in your favor for the secondary. Would you say that? Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. And like, for me, like moving work on the secondary during a bear market, I feel like has been something I'm extremely proud of, because you see such a low amount of action even from primary sales, but to see that, like, you know, a handful of Byway water pieces have sold during a bear market, I think is kind of a testament to either the body of work or a testament to me of like grinding all the time. And that's that to me, I take as like a huge badge of honor of like things were slow as shit. No one was selling anything, but people were still buying like Byway of water pieces. And that's, I mean, it. I think it's a sum of all the parts, um, but yeah, I'd say so. I, I think it definitely, yeah. To answer your question, among I would say, yeah, I do agree with that.
1: <laughs> so, but go ahead. So if you have to say like, and, and try to, to, to concentrate everything in, 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 in a little bit to other photographers that are listening, what do you think is the most important thing to make the secondary sales once you sell, sell out? What would be the, the, the number one advice that you would give?
2: i would just say like talk about the work more whether that's going in like piece by piece and posting like threads about each piece and telling a backstory to it because i mean something we saw early on with collections is like these would host spaces and someone would get on and pump their work and it would sell out during that space and it's like was was the story of every single piece told during that three hour space probably not we probably know about you as an artist we probably heard about your journey heard a little bit about the work but i don't know everything about every single piece from this collection. So if you're trying to like kickstart some secondary, like start talking about individual pieces and linking that collection so that someone who may not have seen that work when it sold out could come across it. Now I could, I have twice as many people following me now as I did when this collection came out, so there's probably a bunch of people who might not know about it, but if I never talked about it, how would they like, I'm just assuming they're going to like come on my page and click on my link tree. And then click the byway of water collection and then go down this rabbit hole. Like, no, I have to make enough noise to at least like catch your eye for five seconds before you scroll past it to something else. And I feel a lot of photographers don't even take that step to make noise about something they've done and be proud and say, Hey, you know, back in August of last year, I sold out this collection. Like, here's a story about this piece, number this and a thread. And that just brings new life to something that may otherwise feel a little bit dormant at the time. So just making noise is the start. And then other people start to support and retweet and share things. And you just see it reach more and more people that may have had no clue.
0: I will say that in my mind as a collector, the one of the biggest things that
2: that pushes me towards
0: a collection is one. Um, if I start to see it as a store of value and for me, it was one of the reasons why I was attracted to yours is that you had minted a hundred pieces, it sold out and it had this like longevity. And you were still talking about it. I think when I bought what, two or three months ago, you were still mm-hmm. talking about the different pieces and then you start thinking, okay, who are the stores of value, especially in a bear market, who are the stores of value in this market? One of them was you. And so I was like, I need to put some money there because I know that I can rely on Christopher to talk about this collection going forward. Whereas like, I mean, this is just a financial perspective. Like, of course I love the art and all that stuff. And that's a good place to start from. But like, I also want to emphasize that like in the collector's mind, there's the art, but there's also this little piece that's like, well, where can I get my ROI? Which is not, it's like a dirty way to think as an artist, but. You know, but if you're out there as an artist talking about your work, and if when you're selling, when you're selling out your first collection, if as you sell it out, you're talking to those collectors, each one and saying, hey, thank you so much for buying this. You know, I'm so happy you're in the collection. Let me know if you ever want to sell it. I can connect you with someone else who might want to buy it. That also gives mm-hmm. them the reassurance that like, oh, you're going you're gonna to think about me flipping this and that's cool with you. I, I think that's huge for me
2: yeah that's been a big part of how i've sold secondary pieces too is that you know someone i'm talking to i might just touch base and let them know like hey there's these couple pieces on secondary like if you have the budget for it just wanted to let you know and if they're like oh i have a 1.5 budget but i really like piece you know 13 for example it's like okay like let me go hit them up and see if they're willing to sell it for 1.5 and in most cases they are you know because yeah. like I said, like a lot of them are either photographers who bought for 0.25, like, oh, cool. I can make a 5X flip real quick, or it's a collector who's just happy to see that ROI as well, where it's, you're not seeing that from a lot of photography collections. And that's, that's where, like you said, I, I am kind of like that broker, like I'm happy to DM someone and be like, Hey man, like I have a collector who's interested in one of your pieces. Like, are you willing to sell it? How much, and then go back to them and make it happen. Like that's that's super exciting for me to see that play out and kind of be like the middleman and help kind of facilitate those. And that's, I think that's how I got you into the collection too, Jeff, is you had it a budget, is.
0: yeah. you
2: had some pieces you wanted, <laughs> an idea. on that person, like, absolutely, let's make it happen. And that's like, that's awesome to me. I, I that's what Drift does with Roman my bands, but I know that for a fact, like if you need to sell a piece, he'll, he'll pump the piece and try and find someone who wants it. And that's, that's nice to know because there's no ill will there. Like if I come to Drift and say, hey, man, I want to sell where my van's going over 20 for 60 ETH, like, can you find someone? He's like, what the fuck, man? Like you had that piece listed for 5000 ETH like two months ago.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: you know? <laughs> why are so you doing this to me? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you so, bringing, you know, why are you bringing down my all time high listing, man? It's like, no, you, you want to see that growth and that continuation to get new people in the collection. So,
1: yeah. Okay, so we are entering a little bit on the price and I think mm-hmm. I wanted to ask some questions because it seems is it is it all right to make money from the photos of other people? Is yeah, you are a collector as well, and you have a, a mm-hmm. big secondary. So I think I know your answer to this. Um Yeah, I mean I've, I've I sold a drift piece, which is the only
2: like big photo flip I've had. Um which felt great you know it's just like a move i needed to make um but i have you know there are weird times when as a photographer listing someone else's piece on the secondary it does sometimes feel it feels strange but i feel like we talked about with jeff with the pieces he's listed and like talking to the artist as long as you have that like conversation with them like as long as they're okay with it i feel like that's the green light if the rest of twitter wants to bitch and moan they can do whatever they want but as long as you have that respect level at the base level of things, that's that's the most important thing.
1: Well, and is it a no-no to drop the floor?
2: I mean, you could do whatever you want. Usually I just I just buy it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll usually
2: buy back floor pieces and then sell an addition and, and give them away to someone, which um, is that's just smart. the way I do things. Um, yeah, I, I, usually buy back my additions and then pay myself back through the earn, earnings of the addition and then give those pieces away. So it's like, you're getting, you're cutting, you're sweeping your floor, paying yourself back through the, addition and then giving the piece away and giving it to someone who's excited to be a part of it instead of trying to get rid of it. So that it's is, worked for really me. That's nice. usually, yeah, that's usually why I do additions. <laughs> Full transparency. Tactic, it's,
0: that's really smart, actually.
2: Yeah, it's, and it's fun because you get someone like, you get people in there excited about it. Like they just, they just want to buy way of water piece for collecting an edition for, you know, 0.05 or 0.1. And that to me kind of creates like a little bit of a gaming element to it as well. And kind of like a raffle, but you're still getting this addition that hopefully someday if I continue to build my value is going to be worth more money. Like we're seeing with Samantha and Grant Yoon and all these different photographers that the longer you're in the space, the more work you do hopefully these additions that cost 0.03 eth once upon a time are now going to be worth 0.1 or 0.2 or higher and that's that's why you have to keep going and keep pushing harder because there's all these people that have collected your work and putting their belief in you to continue to keep growing and i think that's like the end game that most of us hope we can someday achieve so well yeah let's that's talk a
0: very about nice... your uh, let's talk about your new piece man I love this piece because I lived in San Francisco for a few years, and I'm from the Bay Area, so nice. like, I know Outer Sunset well. I skated here a lot. It's lovely.
2: It's a great neighborhood, man.
0: Is that where you used to uh, live?
2: No, I, I lived in Oakland, and I grew up in Walnut Creek, so it was more in the East Bay, and then my girlfriend and I moved out towards Oakland before we made the move up to Seattle. but. We spent a lot of time out in San Francisco. Like, we obviously couldn't afford to live out there. <laughs> and yeah. um, my partner was working in um, Emeryville and then San Jose. So it would have made no sense to be in San Francisco, but we were out there all the time. And we had some coffee shops up there that we loved and used to go out to Ocean Beach. I grew up going to like the Cliff House with my family all the time for like special occasions. And it's just always been a place that had like a huge piece of my heart as someone who didn't live there but i just every time i went there it just felt magical and i feel like this piece though it's a tight frame kind of like paints a picture of what the outer sunsets like like you have just like these pastel stucco homes that are like right up against each other Yep. but like no, no two houses the same and as a photographer walking around this neighborhood like you find you find gems on like damn near every street you know, and that's like the most exciting thing is finding like a, a playground <laughs> to just kind of run around and shoot. And it's I was really excited to go back to the Bay area. Um, I think it was last month and get a couple of days to run around and shoot some film out there. Cause I hadn't been back in a couple of years to really spend some extended time. So, yeah. um, yeah, this piece, we were just driving past it and like pulled the car over really fast and my girlfriend's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I just saw this. Like, I have to go back and shoot this real quick. Like I'll show you. And once it's developed, like you'll get it. That's and cool. uh, I shot the wide shot and I did a vertical shot. And I just love how there's just so much unknown with these steps kind of leading out of frame. And you can see like the house on the right has these succulents. It kind of has this like baby blue pastel. But then the house on the left has these like kind of pure bricks on this pink with kind of like prettier, prettier flowers planted. So you can already tell like There's two completely different vibes between these two houses that are just like sharing a wall pretty much. And they're right up against each other, but living two completely different lives. And I I just love that scene.
0: I actually love the, my favorite part is these two little windows (laughs) that have these two little like uh, electrical outlets moving off of them in different directions and one slightly bent. But like looking at this photo, I immediately knew it was at our sunset. I immediately knew exactly what the weather was probably that day. It was like
2: freezing Mm -hmm. in the
0: summertime, you know, like with fog.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I just like, I felt the atmosphere, like when I looked at this picture. And so it really like brought me great vibes from when I used to live there.
2: That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I love that. Like I capturing kind of like memories of people who have either been to this place or making somebody want to go see that place I feel is the the power of photography and you see it a lot in landscape photography right like you see a picture of a calf post in like Patagonia and you're like holy shit! it'd be great to do that crazy hike and see like Patagonia from this perspective but I probably never will but you kind of like you at least have that adventure kind of injected into you by looking at these photos and it's the same with I think a lot lot of film photography specifically, like it's, it's very literal, it's like, there's no bells and whistles. There's not a whole lot of post-production going on, but it's just kind of painting this picture of like, this was a scene I came across. It inspired me and maybe it'll inspire you to go to the outer sunset. Maybe it's going to bring back memories you have from the outer sunset, but it's still going to have some sort of reaction for you and it might not. And that's fine because no one photograph is gonna like win over the hearts of everyone or make everyone hate it you know so there's always that interpretation so to hear that you saw this and you knew exactly like what the conditions were where it was taken is i love to hear that man
0: is this your only piece that's available right now
2: yeah yeah there's one Scarish there's thing. one landscape photo that's yeah there's one landscape photo that is listed on secondary on foundation that's a one of one um that uh chevy pop collected a long time ago that is one of my favorite landscape shots um but yeah those are the only two that aren't on i mean i guess it is secondary but yeah those are the only two one of ones that are that are out there that are listed
1: that's amazing and i didn't know that it was you. in the bay area and i now i want to go and see to see what you guys are talking about you know
2: (laughs) dude if you go out to the bay area i've got like a laundry list of places you got to eat and check out it's same it's a fun spot yeah
1: it's a great there is the utility see the utility is this (laughs) now whenever i go to the bay area i know contacts to know where to go yep same with seattle (laughs) so let's has been one hour and and a few minutes and we need to wrap up unfortunately cool i just wanted to say Actually, before we end up, uh, Chris, do you have any questions for Jeff or Bernardo? No,
2: (laughs) I don't have any questions. It's it's been really great to talk to you guys, though, because I feel like having these conversations and putting a voice or a face to the person is is always like an aspect that strengthens a relationship. And obviously, like we're usually communicating on you know either like a Discord call or through DMs or like PFPs and all this kind of stuff and just having these conversations and actually being able to talk i feel like is, is such a healthier way of communicating than you know texts that could be misconstrued or you know yes. dms can be missed yes. and I've yeah these, these are always great yeah so, yeah i'm sorry to hear that man
1: <laughs> yeah so i was i was asking chris if you wanted to ask a question and actually in our discord we have a channel that is called ask jeff where you can go nice. to the discord and if you want to ask Jeff anything, you can go there and ask Jeff. I actually hate that channel
0: because I don't feel like I'm that important to have a channel but anyways,
1: keep going <laughs> so I and what was uh, um picking aware where Chris was saying, I think me and Karen we are gonna have a space soon because in the other day we were having a th- um a back and forth about a discussion about um business in art and we had a little bit of uh different opinions so i think uh me and karen navarro we are going to do or a discord on our channel or a space in twitter i don't know yet how it's going to be i'm quite busy but me and karen we are going to try to make this happen and i think jeff is going to be there as well true hopefully True. I just okay.
2: added a question to the Ask
1: Jeff channel, just FYI. So
0: some, <laughs> I'm someday. changing the name of that stupid channel.
1: No, but I love it. I love it because I'm there <laughs> and people are asking Jeff. So I just go there and giggle and go <laughs> and come away. <laughs> oh. Love so, that. So unfortunately we need to end. And once again, thank you so much for uh, Chris for being here. Thank you so much for everyone that is listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to put a like. Don't forget to go to our Discord or and our Twitter. We are always looking for suggestions. We are always looking for other collections that we want to speak about and to uh, and to know other photographers that we have no idea. Um, so if you want to help us in building uh, Big Hugs and if you want to help us be in, in building this utility podcast, please let us know. Please DM us um, about it. So... We oh, next week we got summer wagner by the way yeah next week oh, yeah. we have seven, summer Agro we are going to speak about well we'll see what we speak about yeah. so guys thank you She's so much crushing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and thank you, guys. thank you so much and see you next time yeah. bye-bye thank you guys appreciate it